to the RPC Sermons Podcast. You can join us for virtual worship every Sunday at roswellpress.org. Thanks for listening. Would you join me in prayer? Gracious and loving God, we ask that you might shine your light into the darkness tonight, that you by your spirit might speak as only you can speak. Lord, May the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Sometimes it's only in the dark of night that we begin to see the light. Growing up during the Christmas season, it seemed like we spent a lifetime in the car. We drove to purchase Christmas gifts, drove to see Santa, to see family and friends. We seemed to drive everywhere. We drove in all kinds of weather, snow, sleet, sunshine. But honestly, for the countless hours we spent in the car, I don't really remember any of those drives. We had a family tradition that my mom drove us to do every Christmas Eve. After we had gone to church, after we had eaten a Christmas Eve meal, after we had opened one and only one present, we went on a drive to look at Christmas lights. We drove all over creation to find the best lights. Drove all over Five Mile Prairie. Drove out to the South Hill. Drove down Division Street every year. The funny thing about this Christmas Eve tradition is we drove the exact same streets that we drove during the day. But you know what was different? At night, there were Christmas lights. On the front of the white two-story house that looked pretty bland during the day, well, it was magnificent, lit up with Christmas lights. On that brownstone, we'd drive by during the day, and all we would see were red bricks. But during the night, we saw it was wrapped with thousands of Christmas lights. On an office building that looked quite drab during the day, at night it was lit up like a Christmas tree. (laughs) The funny thing was, as we had driven by these homes, these buildings, hundreds of times during the day, and had never noticed the lights. During the day, we missed seeing them, even though they were there the whole time. Then it hit me. Sometimes it takes the night to see the light. 
We have to wait for the shadows to become long. We have to wait for the sun to go down. We have to wait for darkness. Sometimes it takes the night to see the light. In our passage from Luke 2 that was read, it was no different for those shepherds. These shepherds, the poor guys, got stuck with the night shift. Being a shepherd during the day or the night was not an easy job. Shepherds would often take care of their own animals, and then they'd be hired out to take care of other people's animals. The time, scholars tell us, an individual household, somewhere between 5 and 15 animals. Families would, would come together and combine their animals and would hire shepherds to look after them. Shepherds were economically poor, ostracized socially. People didn't trust them, for they would often let their flocks graze on other people's land. These shepherds were low men on an already low totem pole, and now they got stuck working the night shift. But there's something true about the night. When you're living in darkness, you can more easily see the light. Think of the darkness Mary is living in. She's an unwed teenager, pregnant under mysterious circumstances. She has no idea where they're going to stay for the night. She has no idea what the future holds. And yet, she's trusting in that fact that when it's dark, you can notice the light. Consider the darkness Joseph is living in. His girlfriend is pregnant. When he tried to leave her quietly, he was stopped by an angel in a dream. He's got financial issues. He can't even spring for a hotel room. He gets stuck in a stable. And yet here he is, believing that when it's dark, you can really see the light. Consider the darkness of the Jewish people. At this point, they'd been waiting thousands of years for God to send the promised Messiah. They've endured years of bad leadership, evil rulers. They'd suffered defeat in battle. They'd been taken off into exile multiple times, and now they're oppressed and subjugated by the Roman Empire. But as the Gospel of John says, the light shines in the darkness. Are you experiencing the darkness of night this season? It seems like the holidays often highlight and accentuate the darkness that we might try to avoid the rest of the year. Maybe a loved one is no longer with you, and you feel the darkness of their absence. Maybe you have an estranged family member. And their seat at the dinner table remains dark with no one there. Maybe there's been the loss of a job. Maybe there's the darkness of the future, the unknown, anxiety, and stress. Darkness comes in many different forms. But if Christmas reminds us of anything, it's that it's when it's dark, you can really see the light. 
And so we stand alongside Mary and Joseph and the shepherds, all standing in the dark, but knowing that when it is darkest, you can more easily see the light. And so we read, in that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Shepherds are at night. And then the text reads, Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. These shepherds had become so used to the darkness of night that when the glory of the Lord shines around them, they become terrified. It's true. People often prefer a familiar darkness to an unfamiliar light. And then the angel brings them words of comfort. There is an announcement that this light shines a good news into the darkness of the world. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. The light that shines in the darkness may be unfamiliar. It's a brightness that can blind you for a second. It is a light, though, of good news, of great joy for all the people. Does this light come on a throne in a palace? Does this light shine like the lights of the power brokers of the world? Does this light overwhelm us with power and might? No, the angel says, this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. The light of the world comes as a flicker. Comes in a feeding trough that we wouldn't expect. The light shines seemingly insignificantly. And yet, it is often in the darkness of night where we truly begin to see the light. That is the mystery of the manger, that God's light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The mystery of Christmas is that God desires to shine the light into our darkness the light that shined at the dawn of creation, the light that shined to those shepherds, the light that shined out of that lowly stable out of the manger, the light that will once again speak out of utter despair and even death itself. So let us gather around and celebrate Christmas and the relentless light of God. Let us not domesticate it extinguish it. Let us not turn away in fear. Let us give ourselves to the celebration of the greatest mystery the world has ever known. There's a mystery in the manger. God's light has shined in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Remember, even when you're in the dark, it's often in the dark of night when you begin to see the light. May God's light shine on you and your loved ones this Christmas. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you that 2,000 years ago, your light shined into the world in your son Jesus in that manger, and it has gone reflecting 
down through the ages to us here tonight. We thank you for that good news that we celebrate, that dear mystery, that even in the dark, it might be the time where we see the light. Amen. Been listening to the RPC Sermons podcast. Please let us know you're here by visiting roswellpress.org and signing our digital friendship register. May the grace and love of God be with you today and throughout the rest of your week. Thanks for listening.